Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo, and the Warriors, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 124-115 at home. That game was a lot of fun to watch. Well, maybe not so much the first half, but in the end, it was pretty, pretty entertaining. And when you look at the box score, it's it's kind of a, a beautiful thing. Otto Porter Jr. was four for seven, 11 points. Andrew Wiggins, all-star Andrew Wiggins. I'll get to that in a second. Andrew Wiggins was seven for 13, five for eight from three, 19 points. Steph, 10 for 20, six for 10 from three, 29 points. Clay Thompson, nine for 16, five for nine from three, 23 points. Jordan Poole, five for 10, three for four from three, six for six from the free throw line, 19 points. Man, this is what I was hoping for, what we were all hoping for from this team. And it's good that they came back after that Dallas game and had another good showing, another win. The game started off a little sloppy. They were playing with less energy than the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, they are a young, athletic team. I'm very, very glad that the basketball gods, they smiled down upon Warriors fans and gave us the Minnesota pick last year at number seven in 2021. I talked to some people and they were like, hey, if we get the Minnesota pick in 2022, it's not protected. But I said back then, I said, have you seen Minnesota's roster? Do you know how much talent they have? And I was like, I would rather have the seventh pick in one of the deepest drafts in NBA history versus a top three pick in a much weaker draft, a much shallower draft with only a couple top guys. That on top of the fact that Minnesota was going to be better. I mean, if we didn't get Minnesota's pick last year and they got Jonathan Kaminga and we were staring down the barrel of getting maybe a late lottery, late teens, early 20s pick in 2022, I mean, I'd be losing a lot of sleep. (laughs) The narrative of this whole situation, this whole trade would be completely different. Hey, they've done a good job. Their new coach, Chris Finch, he's done a good job getting them going. And Anthony Edwards, that dude is a bad man. He's hitting his threes consistently, and he's just going to keep getting better and better. Reggie Miller compared him on the broadcast to Mitch Richmond, someone near and dear to my Warriors fandom. And I can actually definitely see that he is strong. He is built like a tank. But even though Richmond was pretty athletic, Anthony Edwards is on a totally different level. So if he can get to the rack anytime he wants, and if he can hit the three consistently, that dude is going to be a nightmare to guard. But enough about the Timberwolves. I just got to say, Clay Thompson looks great out there. I mean, for some reason, he always ends up on the ground at least a couple times, but he keeps getting up. I keep talking about that, but he looks great. Like his shot, his three-point shot, especially when he's in rhythm, when he has like a beat, when he sets himself, it was so comforting (laughs) to see him drain threes, like swish threes when he was wide open. And it's surprising that he's wide open. I think other teams are still so focused on Steph and they're not sure what to expect from Clay, So they just leave him there. And the Warriors had been shooting pretty badly from three in the past couple of weeks, but this game, they shot 21 for 36. 58.3%. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> you know, I mean, that pretty much won them the game because in the first half, Carl Anthony Towns was just beating the Warriors up. The refs weren't doing the Warriors any favors. They were calling some ticky-tack BS calls on Kavon Looney, on Jonathan Kuminga. So that was rough. But eventually, I was hoping... I was hoping that maybe at halftime they would uh, get a phone call or take a look at some of their calls and even it out a little bit in the second half. And honestly, it felt like they did. I don't have any insight in that, but I was just looking for what kind of game they would call in the second half. And it was a little bit more even. And yeah, sure, maybe the Warriors weren't reaching as much, but at a certain point, the free throw and foul discrepancy in the first half was just ridiculous, especially for, for a home team. But regardless, like Carl Anthony Towns was beating them up in the first half and in the second half, they did a good job doubling him and taking the ball out of his hands and challenging him further away from the basket with different guys. And Clay Thompson, I talked about his passing in the Dallas game and that's become a bit of a revelation. Yeah. He's just looking for guys, you know, He's just looking for guys and he's hitting them. Clay is athletic, but he's not like the craziest, most athletic dude. And right now, like his game has a little bit of Chris Mullen to me. You know, Chris Mullen, <laughs> he had that slow kind of cadence and would just be crafty and and smart and tricky. And Clay, like I said, he's quicker, he's faster, but he's finding guys the way Mullen used to, you know? And Clay is getting his layups and his shots off in a way that honestly, like sometimes I think he's gonna get blocked, but he gets the ball off the glass, he gets the ball to the rim and it goes in. So I'm pretty impressed by that. And the more that he and Steph play together, man, you just, when Clay first got on the court again, it still felt like there was Steph and then everybody else. And Clay, because we didn't know what to expect and he wasn't playing major minutes and he was out of rhythm, he was kind of part of that everybody else. But now for the first time in this game, seeing them shoot relatively well together, I was like, oh, wow, this looks like Steph and Clay, like the Splash Brothers. I was really curious to see if they would regress again. You know, they've been up and down for the past few weeks. And the effort that they put out in the second half on defense, on offense, that's what we needed to see. That energy, that determination to win, that just imposing your will. Jordan Poole, aggressive as hell. That dude was dribbling like crazy <laughs> and he was doing whatever he could to get to the basket. And he got knocked on his ass quite a few times, but he made the other team pay for it. He made the Wolves pay for it. You know, He hit all six of his free throws, like I mentioned, and that's what I've been saying that the Warriors need from him. He hit three threes and he had six free throws. So he was going to the basket and he was hitting his long distance shots. That's the kind of threat that you need off the bench, right? Like when you take Clay out, the other team cannot rest. They have to guard Jordan Poole, who's a totally different type of player and a totally different change of pace. You have to chase him around. You can't just rest. No offense, but it's not the same as like bringing in a Damian Lee. You have to guard Jordan Poole and you expend a lot of energy when he goes to the basket. And as I mentioned, Andrew Wiggins was announced as an all-star starter today. And of course, Steph Curry was as well. But Man, I'm so happy for Andrew Wiggins. I can't believe that dude ended up as a starter. It's kind of odd to see him up there with 
Steph and Jokic and LeBron and first-time starter John Morant, who really deserves it. But Wiggins, such a soft-spoken dude, and it's crazy to think that he started off this season in the preseason with this anti-vax controversy, you know? (laughs) From what I can tell, from what I observe, and from what I hear, what other players seem to say, they love Andrew Wiggins, and he seems like a good dude. So that whole not getting vaccinated thing, that was very, very odd, you know, from such a a laid-back guy. But thankfully, he got vaxxed. Thankfully, he didn't go through the whole Kyrie Irving thing. And look at the season he's having. He's having a career year. He's taking advantage of every opportunity playing in this offense, playing with Steph, every opportunity that's open to him. I mean, on the season, he's shooting 48% from the field, 40% from three, 67 from the free throw line, which I'm always stunned at. He should be way better. He's got to get up to at least like 75%, you know? And he's averaging 18 points per game. Remember, he was a guy throughout all of the offseason. He was a guy that was just thrown in for salary in trade speculation, in hypothetical trade talks, right? It was always like Wiseman and the picks or Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody or Poole or whomever, and then throw in Wiggins for salary. You know, like that's where he was with a lot of naysayers in the Warriors fan base, but also amongst a lot of the national media. That's how bad his reputation has been. So, you know, sure, there's other guys who might deserve it more. Some guys who have more responsibility on their team, maybe Rudy Gobert. But overall, when you look at the fan voting versus the media and players voting for the starters, the guy that Wiggins beat out was Draymond Green, you know, and then Gobert. So... Saw good, you know what I mean? It's not like anyone else was banging on the door. And yeah, Paul George is injured on a underachieving Clippers team for most of the season. And Kawhi Leonard is out. So take advantage when you can. I've said before that this is probably the best chance Andrew Wiggins has had and might have to be an all-star, especially a starter. I say that because next season, his touches will go down as Clay. I mean, his touches are going to go down later this season, too. Uh, the more that Clay gets involved, the more his minutes go up. And next year, I'm expecting guys like Kaminga to have a bigger role and Poole as well. I'm not saying that there's going to be a drop off in Wiggins play, but he's not going to get as many touches and his numbers won't be as high or as flashy. He could still be, hopefully, as consistent, but you know, there will be more competition next year for that spot. But that's that's down the road. It's nice to have two starters on the all-star team. I think the Warriors deserve it. I think it's kind of funny that the Suns don't have any starters, but I'm sure that they'll end up with Chris Paul and Devin Booker and maybe DeAndre Ayton coming off the bench. Actually, DeAndre Ayton, he's probably a big maybe. I don't know. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, including your San Francisco 49ers, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can bet 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. 
Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steph Curry. Steph is an all-star again. And that's very deserved. Tonight, he, in this game, he looked better. His shots started going in as the game went on, especially late in the second half. But he looked off for a while. I mean, six for 10 is great, you know, compared to what he'd been shooting, you know? I mean, 60% is, you'll take that any night. But it's awesome to see them not have to rely on Steph. Don't get me wrong, Steph's a major, major part. But with Clay out there, with Wiggins, with Poole, with all those guys clicking, that there's other options for guys who can hit big shots in big moments. I mean, that's going to be really important down the road as the season winds on, as the playoffs start. I talked about this in the Dallas game. Clay's passing, Clay having minutes with Jordan Poole, minutes with Andrew Wiggins. Those guys are starting to develop that chemistry, and I'm watching for it every game. Because, you know, it's not just about winning or losing. It's about seeing the progress. You know, I talked about progress all of last season, right? Just seeing if they can get better and seeing how things can move at least forward. And from the Dallas game to this game, you see it even more. You can see how Wiggins and Clay and Poole and Clay know where to be, know where to go. Clay and Jonathan Kaminga, Clay and Otto Porter Jr., all that stuff is part of this process. And the thing about clay too, it's like, you know, I've talked about how guys need to get used to playing with clay, but it's also clay getting used to playing with all those other guys and making that effort. And part of it is all of the passing that he's doing and, you know, finding that vibe. There's that one in this game where Wiggins, drove down the lane, kicked it to Clay on the right wing, and Clay swished a three at a very important point in the game. And I looked at Andrew Wiggins. The dude did a fist pump. And you know how much I love Andrew Wiggins' fist pumps because that's the only kind of emotion he ever shows. I mean, I take that back. He's starting to smile more. <laughs> but on court, to me, a fist pump is a very, very big deal and a very, very good sign from Andrew Wiggins. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, see how they look in a couple of weeks. And it hasn't been a full couple of weeks, but they're starting to look better. You know, and these are all great signs. Hopefully, once Steph gets himself right, whatever it is, whether he's hurt his hands more seriously than we've been told, whether the physicality of the new rules is, you know, beating him up a little more than usual if he needs rest. Once he is back to who he is, and he will get there, and Draymond Green, we'll see. We'll see. You know, like I hope that this back issue is not more serious than it's something that he can just rest and come back when he needs to. When all these guys come together, it'll be it'll be impressive. And then also, these guys playing without Draymond, as they're getting this chemistry and as they're starting to click together, that's a big deal. They're learning how to not depend on Draymond Green for all that he does. They're gaining that experience. They're getting those reps in those important moments in case they have to play without Draymond for a while. But once Draymond comes back, they'll have that in their back pocket. 
And real quick on Jonathan Kaminga, he had a very rough game and up and down game. He played a bunch against Carl Anthony Towns because Looney got in foul trouble and he did what he could. I give that kid props. He's physical, but Cat is just a huge dude compared to Jonathan Kaminga. You know, but he scrapped. He was a bit out of sorts and he got beat a couple times. But, you know, all you can ask for in that situation is for him to compete. And he did. And, you know, hopefully he learned some lessons from that experience. But yeah, it was a good day for Warriors basketball. You know, it's fitting that Andrew Wiggins' first all-star game is going to be in Cleveland, the team that drafted him and ultimately traded him for Kevin Love when LeBron James basically forced the trade, (laughs) said he wouldn't come to Cleveland unless they brought Kevin Love. And it was fitting that Wiggins got that news on the day he was playing his old team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. But again, hey, you know, the Wolves, they are a fun team to watch. And I'm sure they'll make the play-in round at the very least. And I feel like I would love to see, honestly, like the the Wolves play the Lakers. You know what I mean? In the play-in round, like a really young, energetic team against an old veteran team. That might be kind of interesting, especially when you have like a physical specimen like Anthony Edwards. I feel like that would be a pretty entertaining experience. But also, I got to say that, you know, Wiggins is an all-star starter. So in that Minnesota trade, we got Jonathan Kaminga and an all-star starter for D'Angelo Russell, who was an all-star replacement. I'll take that over and over (laughs) and over again. You know, I'd take that trade even if Andrew Wiggins never became an all-star. Anyway, the Brooklyn Nets come to town. I'm guessing Kyrie Irving's going to play, but I don't know if San Francisco has changed their rules. They come to town on Saturday, a 5.30 game on ABC. And then the Warriors hit the road against Houston and San Antonio, two very winnable games. Then they get Sacramento at home and then OKC on the road and Utah on the road. Some very winnable games coming up. I mean, honestly, all games for this team should be winnable, but those are high probability winnable games. So hopefully they can keep building on this chemistry, this consistency, and ultimately be the team that we all have hoped and expect them to be. And to really fulfill the promise of this roster, I want to see it, not just because I'm a fan and I want them to win the title, but because I just want to see all this talent come together in that uh, that beautiful game once again. Starting to see glimpses of it, but... Um, long way to go anyway that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts feel free to hit me up on twitter at Patrick Epino E-P-I-N-O or at Oakland Warriors check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast it's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and say nice stuff about us in review if you can on Apple Podcasts that would be hugely helpful and much appreciated that's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. <laughs>